Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2020 Fantasy Football Week 3 Rankings Update Injury Report and DraftKings Ownership all here for you. Remember to smash the like button out there and tell me your favorite pickup replacement for the week. Could be anyone. If someone's injured and you go pick them up and put them in, who is the one guy that you're doing that for this week in your seasonal fantasy football lineups? And if you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, please, 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 please. Download the episode, for one, instead of just streaming it. Two, leave a five-star rating. If you're feeling happy, leave a five-star review. If you're in a bad mood, please do not leave those one-star reviews. Bad news for me. Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League link is running out of spots, but there's still a few left. Link is in the description of this video and podcast. And big news here. FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, FTNBets.com already has a ton of tools. You know, I'm not really in the business of like peddling other people's picks. Uh, you know, I like to do my own research and make my own shitty picks. That's what I do. However, at FTN, the FTN network, those, so those three sites, if you go to them right now, you can use code Mayo, get yourself 10% off. The new tools that are out there are fucking incredible. There's a start sit tool that will just line up all the players you want to like, if you're considering between like four players this week, you just punch them all in and boop, it'll tell you exactly where their projections are going to be for the week. And this is along with the quarterback wide receiver index, the shadow index, offensive and defensive line ratings in terms of pressure, line adjusted yards, the optimizer ownership projections. It's all up there. And those are the tools that you should actually be considering. You make your own picks, but at least get the right information to make your pick. So ftndaily.com, ftnfantasy.com, ftnbets.com. Get those tools. Use code Mayo. You get a discount. Okay? Cheat sheet up on DK Playbook, ranks on DK Playbook, everything you need to find in the description of this video and podcast. Let's get into it. Injuries for week three. We got Julio Jones is a game time decision. So everyone's just going to use Calvin Ridley. Obviously, you should. And my rankings will reflect this. Anything not mentioned on this show means it's happened after I've recorded it. And they will be updated in the rankings on Saturday evening. And then once again on Sunday morning. Then once after the live show, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Mayo Media Network with Brad Evans, where we're changing up the format this week. We're going to do like 30 to 35 minutes of an actual show talking about a lot of these names once we have some more information on whether they're going to play or not. Give out some props. Give out some bets. And then I'm cutting it off around like 1035 and I'm just going straight question and answer that's what the people want the people want their questions answered crappily by me and that's what I will give you starting at 1035 or 1040 p.m eastern Brad will be here or a.m eastern sorry don't be there in the p.m okay I'll have good answers at 1040 p.m it's probably not going to help you out but just make sure you tune into that show okay and go back to the other shows and like those as well Julio Jones game time decision all the rest of the Falcons are going to be fine, um, but that means either Christian Blake or my guy Big Z is going to get more involved. Which one? I don't know. I want to hear what Dan Quinn has to say on the matter about this or try to follow the beat reporters. Christian Blake would be probably the obvious, not necessarily the obvious answer, probably the most likely answer. He would be one of these plug-and-play guys that I'm talking about. I don't think it's necessary to go down this low because it's not like you take out Julio Jones, insert Christian Blake. It's like, oh, Christian Blake is a top 10 wide receiver. He's going to get 23% of the market share from Matt Ryan. Doesn't really work like that. So he's a capable option because he's so cheap on like DraftKings. I can't imagine, or even, even Big Z, but I can't imagine you'd be in a situation in your season-long leagues where you would have to go down that route unless Julio was your first pick. And then like 
Devontae Adams or Michael Thomas were your second picks or for, I guess they would be your first pick. Julio would be your second pick. But Adams and Thomas are both probably out this week. They're both game time decisions. They have not been officially declared out by the time of this recording, but they can always play without practice. Superstars tend to be able to do that. But just remember, that's the Sunday night game. So if you're not sure and you don't have MVS or Lazard or Traquan Smith or someone in the Monday night game, um, then you're kind of shit out of luck if they don't play because you're probably not going to know. Hopefully we do know by Sunday morning. This makes it super easy for everything. Uh, I have them out of the rankings right now. So when you look at them, you can see the little guide at the top of likely in, likely out. If players are listed as likely out or out, they're not in the rankings. And that takes in consideration across all of the rankings. Just so you know, I get weird questions about that. But Pat, what if they uh, do play? It's like, well, you, you probably played Devontae Adams if he plays. You're not going to feel good about it. Same with Julio plays. You're not going to feel good about playing him still probably going to play Julio Jones just the way it goes um I guess out of those guys of the replacements if we take Thomas out we take Adams out I guess I like Traquan the best of the players on both sides of the ball Traquan Lazard MVS and then probably Manny Sanders coming down and none are great options though Traquan probably like a fringe wide receiver three flex MVS has a ton of upside uh, Lazard probably has a better floor but just uh, that game's getting a bit dicey just expect a lot of Aaron Jones you look at splits of Aaron Jones with Devontae Adams in and Devontae Adams out when Devontae Adams is out Aaron Jones goes mental so play Aaron Jones not that you needed any pushing into that but he's going to be a terrific play this week if history has taught us anything maybe the Saints shut him down who knows Kenny Galladay also set up to be a get this game time decision this one's also tricky because it's in the late set of games uh, at four o'clock p.m so you're not going to have anyone available from the early games to sub into that spot if you do need them again whenever you're dealing with an injured player that you're holding out hope for and all these guys that I've talked about are elite wide receivers you are holding out hope that they're going to play but with Galladay terrible matchup to begin with he's already said he's not a hundred percent he probably draws Patrick Peterson most of the time that's going to bump him down on the list way way down this might be a really nice spot for Danny Amendola either way to tell you the truth because if Galladay plays he probably gets Peterson if he doesn't play it means Marv probably gets Peterson and then Hawkinson and Amendola just can scoot around the middle of the field that's what we saw against Arizona last year Arizona's better this year especially in the interior they don't just give up tight touchdowns to tight ends every single game but those sneaky guys with the short a dots could be something to look for in this circumstance uh, I bumped Galladay way down in the rankings even if he does play you might have to fire him up because there are so many injuries but uh, you probably don't want to put it that way jack doyle and the colts likely to play now against the new york jumbo jets bad news for my main man mo alicox who i was really geared up to play again on DraftKings this week uh, just the athleticism did you know he played basketball i only heard it three thousand fucking times on the broadcast but you know it's just it's ingrained in my head now you know vcu guy I guess he wasn't there when Shaka Smart was there. Either way, uh, he would have been in a great situation. The problem now is we're diversifying all of these targets. We're adding someone in to take the snap share. You really can't justify starting either one of them. One of them will probably be good. Which one? No fucking clue. So you have Michael Pittman, who you do want to play. T.Y., who has a case of the dropsies, but he's probably still a decent play against this Jets secondary is so bad you just worry that now up to 12 point favorites that if they do get up you see the exact same script as last week where you're up by 10 points or more and you just turn around and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor I actually think that even though the Jets are completely decimated both offensively and defensively that they're going to keep this somewhat competitive because Rivers like throw two picks and keep them in it I could be way off on that assessment just it's a hunch 
that I have. So I actually do like Pittman a lot. He's $4,000 on DraftKings. Super, super sneaky play this week. With the tight ends, you probably got to throw them out. Unless all of a sudden Jack Doyle is a late second scratch, then play all the Mo Alleycox and you'll get them at low ownership because people don't like like making last second tinkers and things like that. But that would be a terrific play in the $3,000 area on DraftKings. James White is still dealing uh, with his personal problems. His parents were involved in a car crash. I believe his father passed away. Prayers to James White, but he is not going to play this week against the Raiders. Last week against Seattle with James White out, Sex Rex Burkhead played 71% of the snaps. You might see more Sony Michelle in this game, and it all depends on how the game flow goes. Obviously, you don't want to play Sony Michelle. You probably don't want to play Rex Burkhead, to be perfectly honest with you. But last week, I think you saw more Rex on the field because of his pass-catching prowess. He both played his snaps and James White snaps because it was a back-and-forth affair against Seattle. There's just a lot of throwing, a lot of up-tempo. You need to keep up on the scoreboard. You have to be passing the ball down the field. That lends itself more to Rex Burkhead. If, as six-and-a-half-point favorites, they can jump out on the Oakland Raiders then you might just turn around and hand the ball off to Sony Michelle or Cam's going to keep it himself or whatever ends up happening in that circumstance. So just be very wary. I mean, you got to be wary of the Patriots running back situation to begin with, uh, but I would still probably go Rex. If, even if Michelle gets 20 carries, which is probably unlikely, Cam's going to steal all of his touchdowns anyway. It's a lot like Frank Gore last year on the Bills. He's going to do his like three yards per carry down to the five, not get in once, and then the quarterback's going to steal his touchdown rendering him rather useless, so watch out for him. George Kittle, sitting. That means Jordan Reed, back in play. He only played 26% of the snaps last week. Didn't matter. Scored two touchdowns anyway. I think he is a. I think he's more volatile than people will give him credit for, because they'll look at the stat line from last week, and a lot of that came with Jimmy G, by the way, who's also not playing. My main man, Nick Mullins, is starting. Hopefully he just plays better than Jimmy G. The guy's great. Oh, rooting for you, Nick Mullins, my guy. Tevin Coleman is going to be out at the running back position. Colonel Mostert, he's also probably not going to play with his knee injury. That leaves Jarek McKinnon. That leaves Jeff Wilson Jr. I believe Jermichael Hastie has been activated from the practice squad. We'll see if he gets into the mix. And you always still have Kyle Juszczyk to you know, pilfer away carries and catches as well. I actually, you're going to play Jarek. That's the thing. I would avoid him on DraftKings. Uh, he has that big play ability, but the Niners have been blaming the turf at MetLife for fucking their entire team up last week, but they're back there again this week. Jarek's coming off two knee surgeries. Maybe not the place to give him 20 carries. Just saying. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, rather smart dude. Maybe he'll see that too. If this is truly a concern for them, Jeff Wilson in the best of times steals touchdowns from people. They love him around the goal line. If you can get him up to like 10 to 15 touches this week, knowing that, you know, there's like a 75% chance that if the ball is inside the five and they're running it, the ball is going to him. 4,000 bucks on DraftKings. Sign me up for that one. Let's go. Jeff fucking Wilson Jr. Get him in. Zach Moss, he's out. Get him out. Uh, Devin Singletary, Tawana Man Jones, and TJ Yeldon are going to be in the backfield for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Singletary is a nice option. Uh, he's definitely playable in your season long. He's probably a top 20 running back. But DraftKings-wise, he's down in this tier, if you look at it, with other guys like... Uh, some of the chalkier players of the week, like Mike Davis, Josh Kelly's down there, DeAndre Swift, 
Um, who was the other one? Uh, Daryl Henderson, who's now without Cam Akers in this game. David Johnson. Like, there's just a lot of names you can kind of throw around. Jarek McKinnon is the exact same price at 4900 as Devin Singletary. A lot of these guys just don't have a ton of upside is the problem. Even when Singletary was playing without Gore last year, handled the bulk of the carries, you still have to be wary of Josh Allen stealing all of his touchdowns. That's always the problem. So he's a fine play. I just don't think he's like a five-star, you got to lock him in free square play. I don't think any of those guys are, to be perfectly honest with you. And they're going to garner a lot of ownership. When we get to the ownership report, I'll kind of weigh in on that because it's going to go well for some people, going to go very poorly for others. Probably whoever is piling up most of the ownership by the time Sunday comes around. And this is where FTN comes in. I can give you my projections right now. This is a Friday evening. Once we get the full scope of the injury report, Saturday to think about it, Sunday morning to really update them. They're going to be a little bit different, especially in this mid-tier because there's going to be sentiment that gravitates around one or two of these guys, and they're going to go through the roof. Figuring out who those guys are are going to be really key, because then you can pivot on to like a Mike Davis, who was the super hot name of the week. Now, no one wants to play him. And like all of a sudden, you get a cheap running back who gets all of the work with limited upside, too. He has the same upside as all these guys. But if Devin Singletary comes in at 15% and Jarrett comes in at 18% and Mike Davis comes in at 3% or 5%, Mike Davis is the better play. That's just how it works out. Not really knowing how to part between any of these guys. So ftndaily.com, code Mayo. You can check out the ownership projections, updated Friday evening, updated Saturday evening, and twice on Sunday to give you the best opportunity to really judge where people are going to be going with their salary at running back, especially, and in their flex when it comes down to these guys, and you can make the proper pivot options in that circumstance. I did mention, yeah, Zach Moss is out. Dawson Knox is also out for the Bills. The big man will not be patrolling the seams in a great opportunity against the Rams. That's really where you want to go against the Rams in the middle of the field. And John Brown looks like he should play. He missed practice last week, ended up playing. He got back limited on Friday in Buffalo this week. He should be good against the Rams. Jamison Crowder, Rashad Perriman out. Chris Hogan, Braxton Berrios in. Fun. And that sounds great. We get the Jets on Thursday night, too. Oh, boy. Crowder and Perriman probably still going to be up for that one. Christian Kirk is out for the Cardinals. People are fired up to play Andy Isabella. Here's the problem. On the Cardinals this year, it's DeAndre Hopkins, then nobody. That's all they throw to. Like, everyone else is just getting scraps. Uh, If somehow Detroit is able to take out DeAndre Hopkins, which they won't be able to, then all of a sudden maybe you can connect on this deep shot with Andy Isabella. That's how they use him. But... I'm curious to see if too many people pile on that, you know, he can go. It could be one play, breaks the entire slate for him. Two big plays and whew, you're, you're dealing now. But it's just been a circumstance where they just spread the ball around so much that it's really difficult to figure out. He's not safe by any means, put it that way. If you want to play him in a GPP for the upside, completely understand. You want to put him in your season-long line, because like, oh, he's for sure going to get 15 points. Now, he might get zero points. That's who Andy Isabella is. Cam Akers, I mentioned for the Rams, is out this week with those ribs problem. That means Malcolm Brown, who's dealing with a finger problem, and Daryl Henderson, who previously was dealing with a hamstring problem, now looks healthy, will probably be the lead against the Bills and do most of the receiving work out of the backfield. We'll see how the goal line touches go, but I do prefer Henderson over Brown this week. Phil Lindsay returned to practice for the Broncos. He's still doubtful to play this week. That leaves Mel G in the optimal role as the starting running back, getting all the work. Problem is facing the Steelers. Steelers probably the best defense in football. Not a great matchup. 
he's a very, very, very low end running back too. Like the, the whole premise of playing is maybe he can find the touchdown because the yardage, even through receiving and on the ground with 20 touches, probably isn't going to be there. Very reminiscent of David Johnson last week against Baltimore where all the work, none of the points. But same as Gordon, kind of all the work, none of the points. Until he found the end zone really late, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, decent day. That's what you're hoping for for Melvin Gordon this week. A.J. Brown is out for the... Tennessee Titans. Um, Corey Davis is going to be somewhat chalky. It's pure fade for me. Uh, and uh, my guy, Hump Daddy, Adam Humphreys. Uh, either he has a big game or he does absolutely nothing. Could be a decent spot against the Vikings, though. Darrington Evans will play this week as the primary backup as Sinaris Perry was placed on IR. Evans will back up Henry. Wouldn't really think Henry's going to cede much of the work to Evans, uh, especially in his first week back. So don't worry about Derrick Henry. Steve Sims has a toe injury for the footballs but he's probably going to play. The Browns on the other side could be down both Grady Williams and Denzel Ward, both of their starting cornerbacks. I don't think that really does much for Sims. Sims is like a really low, low floor, kind of super high upside because of his speed option. Probably want to avoid him. My guy, scoring McLaurin, high T. That's probably the way you want to go here. And when we get to the ownership, you'll see where it's congregating. Not on Terry McLaurin uh, is the answer to where it's not going. Justin Watson is out for the Bucks. Godwin is back this week. Elshon Jeffrey is out. Jalen Rager towards UCL. Tough going. He's out to like December. Deshaun Jackson has the second most air yards of any wide receiver in the league behind A.J. Green. Uh, but deep shots against the Bengals, who have given up 92 big plays. The next closest team has given up 78 since the beginning of last year. Could be the spot for a breakout for D-Jax. 5,200 on DraftKings. He's a wide receiver three this week with immense upside against the Bengals. So roll out some Deshaun Jackson. Tyrod is out. Herbert is in. He's starting. Justin Jackson is doubtful for this game again. So if you were on the fence about playing Joshua Kelly, now you can. Easy solution. DraftKings owner. Oh, no. Actually, before we go to that, I skipped one. We have Devontae Freeman is likely to play. Beat reporters from the Giants say that Wayne Gallman is actually going to start this game but expect to see more snaps of anyone in the backfield for Deion Lewis with Freeman, who signed five days ago, being mixed in periodically. At least that's the presumption for week one. Could that be false? Absolutely. No one really knows. It's not like they're out there telling us what's going on, but I would still say if you had to play one, it's Deion Lewis. You probably don't want to play any of them, though. Like I have Lewis just inside my top 30 at running back, but in a three-way split in a offense that Saquon Barkley couldn't do anything in, it's going to be tough. Rolled Dion, Neon Dion Lewis to get it going. DraftKings ownership at the running back position. Miles Sanders, number one by far. He's good chalk this week. If you do want to pivot off of him, Deshaun Jackson is a nice way to do that. Uh, Kenyon Drake is going to be very highly owned, as is Ezekiel Elliott. And as it stands right now, Jarek and Mike Davis are both going to be above double digits in ownership at running back. But now that we've opened up a few more options, specifically Devin Singletary, it could suck away some of the momentum from one of those two guys. I'm guessing people will still play Jarek and leave Mike Davis to the side. Joshua Kelly is moving up too now with this Jackson news as well. So check back in FDNFantasy.com to get your ownership projections on Sunday morning or Saturday evening. They're going to be updated a whole bunch of times. At wide receiver, we are looking at DeAndre Upkins, Tyler Lockett, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf. Three of those guys are in one game and it's not like Lamb and Gallup are too far behind. They're both expected to be double digits as well. I mean, they're all good plays on paper, and they're all good players, so that really helps. Uh, it looks like from the bottom end, Deontay Johnson and the mid-tier and Nikhil Harry are both garnering a ton of ownership. The Patriots get up by a ton here. 
You're not going to see a bunch of Harry. He needs to do his damage earlier. You need the Raiders to keep up, one of the two. Um, oh, you know what I did not mention, injury-wise? Henry Ruggs out. Yeah, Henry Ruggs isn't playing this week. Raiders just popped into my mind. Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller both practiced. It looks like they're going to play. You might want to pick up Devontae Booker. Jacobs has now been banged up like two weeks in a row. He's banged up going into this week. If he goes down, I believe it will be Booker who would handle the at least plurality of the touches, probably the majority of the touches in the Raiders' backfield if Jacobs were to be out. Jalen Rocket Richard, he's fine. He's a pass catching back. They're just not going to turn around and hand Richard the ball 25 times in a game. It's not happening. So Devontae Booker would be the more likely guy to do that just as a heads up there going into the week uh there's no real Raiders receiver you want to play Edwards is probably now going to be matched up with Stephen Gilmore on the outside Edwards is not DK Metcalf who kind of didn't really exploit Gilmore but had a good game against Gilmore he's like the first guy so wouldn't be firing up Edwards Aguilar could be involved probably don't want him it's just a lot of Waller and maybe Hunter Renfro 90s teen heartthrob uh, just because the middle of the field against the Patriots is probably the best way to attack them now that's mostly Waller but since it was so much Waller last week, you take him out of the game. He's probably the best offensive weapon who's not Josh Jacobs, who's limited in his own capacity with injuries. Maybe Renfrew has moved room to move around. Just a hunch. Tight end ownership for the week three DraftKings slate. You're looking at Darren Waller, Hayden Hurst, and Dalton Schultz as your big three this week. Uh, with George Kittle out and Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey off the main slate, there's just not a lot of appealing options. I was really hoping Mo Ali Cox would get the full go without Jack Doyle. It's not happening. So Chris Herndon, ooh, didn't work last week. Probably not going to work this week, but I might go back to the well anyway. Uh, Drew Sample for the Bungles against the Eagles, who've given up four touchdowns, two tight ends so far this season. Could be a decent flyer option. None of these guys are safe. At quarterback, we're looking at Kyler. Dak and Russell Wilson, no surprise there, as your top three owned quarterbacks, and most of the volume is going to go through them in terms of ownership. And then at defense, the Eagles, the Jets, that's the pay down option of the week, the Bucks, and the Colts. Funny that the Colts are $100 more than the Steelers, yet the Steelers are a way better fantasy option this week than the Colts. Uh, if you do have the money to pay up, use the Steelers. If you're going to pay down, I do like the Jets a little bit. I would prefer the Falcons at $2,800 on defense. You can find my cheat sheet with all my plays up on DKPlaybook.com or peek down at the description of this video or podcast. Remember to smash the like, rate, and review the Pat Mayo experience on the way out. The Listener's League link in the description. I believe there's 200 spots left. So if you're watching this on a Sunday morning, probably no spots left. But I am going to be live on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time with Brad Evans. We're going to be doing like 35 minutes of updates, bets, start sits, and then we'll be taking your questions, hopefully for around a half hour. So make sure you tune in 10 a.m. Eastern time on the Mayo Media Network. Sub to Mayo Media Network as well. Check out all the content and all the shows up there and in the description as well. Thank you all for watching. Hope you're updated. Enjoy your weekend. I'll see you next time.